Hi and welcome to Arrow Power. This week we're at the Arrow Technology Summit. This is Arrow's annual partner forum held in Denver. Over the next few weeks we're going to be presenting you all the power debate sessions that occurred at ATS. You're going to hear from our practice leaders talking about security, IoT, data intelligence, cloud and next generation platforms. We hope you enjoy this Arrow Bowers production and please subscribe. Our editorial session on the hybrid cloud, please welcome your moderator, John Austin. the first uh, breakout sessions. Um, we're here today to talk about, about hybrid cloud. And before we get into that subject, uh, we'll do some introductions. Uh, Randy, why don't we start with you? Uh, thank you. Randy Domino, Chief Technologist at Commvault, uh, working very closely with Microsoft for about 23 to 25 years I've been at Commvault. And good morning, everybody. Vibhu Ranjan, uh, Director of Azure Strategy and Planning at Microsoft. So I look after all the uh, partner strategy for driving our uh, Azure public cloud efforts with our partners. For those of you who don't know me, my name is John Austin. I run the hybrid cloud practice here at Arrow. Um, I've been with Arrow uh, a little over seven years now, based here in Colorado. Uh, lived here my whole life. So uh, today we're going to talk about hybrid cloud. And that's a definition that's one of those definitions or like IoT or like cloud or anything else, which is kind of nebulous. Um, but we want to start looking at the market around hybrid cloud, and then we want to go look into the buyer's journey and the buyer's journey around cloud. And the hybrid part of that obviously comes along with it. Um, but if we start at the market level, you know, we heard in the IoT session, I heard several use cases around hybrid cloud that may or may not fall into a hybrid, hybrid cloud category from an analyst perspective. But if the analysts look at this, it's a, it's a 91 billion dollar opportunity by 2021 with a huge uh, growth rate of over 22 percent. And if you look at the use cases within the hybrid cloud opportunity, um, disaster recovery is one that's growing very fast. Um, Commvault's very familiar with that piece of it. Um, but the other piece of it is some of the stuff that was brought up in the IoT panel really around hybrid hosting and storing of data that you're not going to move all to the cloud but you're going to keep some of it on-prem. And I think that that is a, an opportunity that um, all of us can participate in and look at. Um, so quick question for partners in the room. How many of you have end customers today that you would say are hybrid cloud users? Okay, so it's, it's being adopted. There's end users out there doing it. Um, so, you know, from a market perspective, you know, I'd like to get your thoughts on what you see in the market where you see this going, uh, you know, the size of the market and where you see opportunities. Randy, why don't we start with you? Uh, the opportunities for, for us with our partners has been huge in helping customers optimize their integration with the cloud, and especially Azure. Uh, Microsoft has provided us some unique joint selling opportunities, which, look, I'm chief technologist, so I love talking about architecture and APIs and why we're more efficient in moving data in different places. Uh, but I'm shocked 
at the reaction we get from our field and our partners when we talk about what Microsoft and Commvault and Arrow are enabling from a joint sales and go-to-market perspective. So uh, I'll save a little bit of thunder on some of the specifics on that, but pass it over to Microsoft because they're really providing the, the environment for us to do that together with our partners. Thank you. Uh, so in terms of pure numbers, we just finished a survey of our customers, uh, and the report just came out earlier this week. And we asked the customers how many of you are actually in a hybrid cloud environment. And it was about 67% of our customers were actually in some form using hybrid cloud, which is a combination of using their data centers and a combination of public clouds like AWS or Azure. And in terms of where we see opportunities all up in the hybrid cloud environment, we, we fundamentally talk about the digital transformation journey of customers. And when customers are looking at what are the use cases for hybrid cloud, they're fundamentally looking at an outside-in perspective, uh, how best to engage with their uh, customers and to grow their businesses better uh, would be one scenario. The second would be how do they fundamentally transform their products to be uh, better enabled and you know, kind of going back to the IoT discussion, um, if, you, if you look at um, you know, predictive maintenance in a manufacturing industry, how do you use the IoT scenarios and the hybrid cloud use scenarios would be uh, one use case there. And then if they look at internally, a lot of the companies are looking at how do we make our employees more effective in interacting with uh, other parts of the organization, with, with partners, and also how do we fundamentally transform our internal operations. So if, if you look at the IT organization, how do we make uh, business-focused applications come to market faster? So those are at a very high level, some of the hybrid cloud use scenarios that we see. And we can then go into specifics as we go along in the discussion. So you brought up the, the kind of the buyer's journey, which I want to spend a second on. Um, because if you, if you look at the way people buy today, um, it, it, it's much different than it, than it used to be. And I think it affects everybody in the channel. Um, if I look at 10 years ago when I wanted to go buy a car, um, I would go to a bunch of dealers and I'd look at a bunch of cars and then I would decide on a Saturday that I'm going to go get a car and I'd pack a change of clothes and a lunch and I'd go into the dealer and I'd spend the next 10 hours getting beat up um, trying to buy a car. And I'd walk out of there with a car, but I always felt like, you know, it was, I didn't get a good deal. I got screwed on the deal. Um, but if you look at that, that simple example of how it looks today, right? Today, you go online, you research. To Matt Anderson's point yesterday, you're not necessarily searching for a BMW. You're searching for a sports car, and you're looking for examples of you know what's rated the highest you do all the research first you know what color you want you know what options you want you know what the price is then you go to the car dealer to actually close the deal and i think we have to look at that a little bit as far as how buyers buy things today and how do we go help insert ourselves into that journey to make sure that we're in the front end of the conversation to be able to drive them the way that we want to go so, you know, my thoughts on that, you know, number one is that research and awareness piece, right? You're going to go online, you're going to do whatever, you're going to talk to people, you're going to talk to maybe some of the people that you know that are doing the same thing or in the same industry, 
um, I'd like your thoughts on how you see kind of that research part going and how we can participate and help drive the behavior of end users around that. Arrow uh, and their partners are a critical component to the education. Um, the cloud provides a plethora of opportunities to optimize and save costs for businesses. Data protection, workload migration, um, and we start to talk about AI. And I appreciated Stephanie's comments yesterday about AI as it's up and coming and folks are getting their arms around it. And again, Microsoft provides us a really good <coughs> way to let customers manage their data and take advantage of it once it's been moved up into Azure or into other cloud technologies. But the buyer's journey is somewhat similar. I think we've seen this movie before when Microsoft kind of came out with the infrastructure for Windows 2000 and beyond where customers want to efficiently manage their data. They like a single solution to do that. And we need Arrow and we need our partners to help that education. There isn't, it's rare to find one single person you sell to in an organization. You're gonna find your email person who's now probably your 0365 person. You're gonna find your infrastructure person. You know, We didn't sell to chief science officers two, three, four years ago, now we are. And Arrow and our joint partners help those, you know, get much wider on the megaphone for the discussions where we can come in with a single solution on a single infrastructure to help customers optimize their data management requirements. Yeah, and I'll stay with the uh, car buying journey for example for a second. And uh, what, what you said is spot on and it's not just in the car buying industry but everywhere where we used to see that salespeople used to do the initial research and education of the customer. So you go into a car dealership, you have a person there, and he's educating, he or she is educating the person on what kind of car and the features. Now the whole power has shifted to customers. They have done a lot of the research up front. They are very smart about all the options that they have about the type of car and the features they want. So now the challenge becomes, how are you as a car dealership, or just a, if you're any kind of car manufacturer, working uh, to enable the buyer's journey in the best possible way. And uh, one of the things that we recently did with uh, one of the biggest car dealerships is enabling that part of the uh, buyer's journey to become much more effective and smooth. When they go to the web, they're able to see all kinds of cars, they have a 360 degree view, they can read all kinds of reviews. And all that uh, sounds easy when you're doing the research as an end customer, but for the dealership itself or the, the car manufacturer itself, it requires a lot of back-end operations to come to life. It needs a lot of the data that you refer to to be stored in a way that's served up to the customer, like videos and um, any kind of customer testimonials to come up in a, in a way that becomes uh, part of the buyer's journey. And that's where uh, we are seeing a lot of the hybrid cloud scenarios and why customers are moving to the cloud because they are enabling the buyer's journey uh, where the buyer expects a lot of the upfront information to be available even before they walk into a uh, dealership st uh, store or a, or a, or a car uh, dealership environment. And uh, the whole in industry is changing in a way that if the end customer is not enabling the buyer's journey, 
to become easy for them to access a lot of this information online through all the different kinds of devices, then they are considered laggards in their industry. So they may have the most innovative product or the best car, but if they are not enabling the buyer's journey to be smooth and simple, then they're not considered innovative in their, in their field. So it, it, it becomes very important for most customers uh, to make sure that they are enabling that buyer's journey and making buyers smarter at the, at the beginning of the entire cycle. And then uh, where, do you are, where do you insert the human interaction in the most effective way? Uh, is the other piece that uh, we are finding that uh, most of our customers are looking into. And how do you insert uh, the components of artificial intelligence and, uh, and make that come to life, uh, both online and also w when, a, when a buyer actually buy walks into a store. Okay, so um, back to the car example, since we'll stay on that theme. You know, with cloud now we have a another piece into the equation here. Um, so think of now I'm buying a car and I bought that car and the dealer got their money for the car. But now we're in a scenario with cloud where everything is consumption based. So now I've signed a contract on a car but I'm not actually gonna pay for that car until I drive it. So the challenge that we have as an industry, partners, manufacturers, everything, is driving consumption because that's ultimately what this is about. It's not getting a signature on a piece of paper, it's about driving consumption, moving workloads, continuing to work with that customer to stay with that customer. And I think that changes a little bit of our thought process in how we go interact with our customers. So I'd like to you know, get your thoughts on that and where you've seen you know, from an end user perspective, how do you go continue to drive that consumption and adoption? Yeah. I think a lot of that driving consumption comes with Microsoft, Commvault, Arrow, and our partners working together. Uh, I have to tip my hat to Microsoft because they came out with something uh, a few years ago known as ISV Cosell. Um, now, again, I've kind of seen this movie before where Microsoft took on an infrastructure and did very well with Windows 2000 a couple of decades ago, and they're doing you know, extremely well now with Azure. But the ISV Cosell is something that when I get to do new hire training at Commvault or I get to work with partners and give an overview, I get to walk out and say, you know, who here is, you know, sales driven? Who here is, you know, coin operated? And every salesperson is going to raise their hand. And I say, all right, Microsoft is compensating Microsoft to help close Commvault business. And I usually get a shake in the head, like, you know, doing it. This has been extremely well received by Arrow and the partners we work with at Commvault, that Microsoft's ISV Cosell actually accelerates a customer's adoption and accelerates the joint selling with, between Commvault, Microsoft, and our partners to help drive Azure consumption. Now, most cloud vendors have the typical, we're going to give you a certain percentage of the cloud consumption that you drive. What Microsoft did with Cosell was specifically incent their field to close our business where they get compensated through their <laughs> programs based on the Commvault deal. All of a sudden, you get a lot more education about Commvault within the Microsoft field you get a, you know, when I say, when I go to our field, say, hey, Microsoft is incenting their field to close your business, I get, hey, here are the Commvault reps and here are the Commvault partners, say, hey, here are the 10, 20 deals I'm working on. How do we get Microsoft involved to help educate our customer about the most efficient and best practices for cloud adoption? Well, it's that ISP Coastal program that did it. Um, 
Now, we support about 30 different cloud technologies, both public and private. And one month after Microsoft instituted ISV CoCell, we started seeing Azure consumption surpass AWS consumption. And again, I'm the, I'm the chief geek here, right? I love talking about why ways and how technology is so much more efficient. But it was that go-to-market program about that really aligned the Microsoft seller, the Commvault technical evangelist, Arrow and Arrow's partners to actually provide that united education front, helping customers migrate to the cloud. So tip my hat to you guys on that. Thank you. And, and just to stay on with that example, you know, uh, you, you said 2000, Windows, <laughs> Windows over 2000. So that 18 years ago, if you're a Microsoft seller or if you're a Commvault seller, and you're pretty much selling on-premise products to customers. So you may be selling Windows and Office and you sell the on-prem version of Commvault. And you sell it, you sign the contract, you're a seller, you get your paycheck and you don't really care whether the customer used that technology or not, or whether it just became shelfware. And there was no incentive baked into uh, the comp structure of a field seller to maybe partner better with Commvault to make sure that the product jointly is being used and the customer is getting the value of it. What we have done now is, uh, going back to the consumption piece, it is fundamentally imp uh, important for every field seller to drive the consumption of Azure and by uh, default the consumption of our partner technologies. Well, like we, we don't succeed if we don't end up driving the consumption of our uh, partner technology and Microsoft technology. So uh, going back to the Commvault example, uh, if you're a Microsoft field seller, you are, uh, as uh, Randy alluded to, um, incented to partner very, very closely with Commvault and with Arrow to present a joint solution to the end customer around backup disaster recovery. Because a lot of the customers are Arrow customers, they are Commvault customers, and they have their, uh, the on-premise uh, products installed. And they say, I'm very, very happy with uh, the performance that I'm getting with Commvault. If you're talking about hybrid environments, I want to stay with Commvault. And what Commvault has done really well is said, okay, we'll take our on-premise product, we'll partner with Microsoft, and we'll make the same features and even more available in the cloud with Azure. So it, there's a natural alignment between the Microsoft sellers and our partners like Commvault and Arrow that didn't exist before to actually drive consumption of the technologies and to make the customer more successful. And I see that uh, only get, getting better as, as the years progress. Let me give an exact use case on what was just mentioned. How many partners here have incentives or have practices in driving O365 adoption? That's not just about everybody. All right, so here's a classic example of you know, why technically Commvault has the same exact product that we run on-premise is the exact same product bit by bit that runs in Azure. So we talk about Office 365, and our job for years has been provide features way above and beyond what Microsoft provides in the box. And O365, again, becomes that classic example, where <clears throat> the standard question in the old days might have been asked by Microsoft says, hey, do you have an e-discovery and search requirement for O365? 
And everybody goes, every C-level that you talk to says, yes, I do. And they say, well, Commvault now with Microsoft's gonna ask that question a little bit differently. And that question is, do you, Mr. Customer, have an enterprise-wide, heterogeneous, storage agnostic, maybe even multi-cloud, e-discovery and search requirement that includes all of the O365 content for single search across the enterprise. Every C-level I talk to goes, that's the one I have, all right? That's where we need Arrow, that's where we need our partners because this becomes an enterprise-wide solution, all right? Microsoft's incentive, because yes, obviously we're gonna drive more Azure consumption. It's quite convenient to take O365 content and store it in Azure. It's quite convenient to index it and move it into Azure, right? Um, we won't talk about the Google Docs back up to Azure that I can talk about in a little bit, but um, it becomes a very driving force for Microsoft's field to work with and saying, hey, let's give the customer the best solution with our partners, and yeah, it's gonna happen to drive some extra Azure consumption, but the customer gets an enterprise-wide solution that helps them meet an e-discovery requirement, a search requirement, and then because the data is indexed, it sets up AI, and then they can actually really proactively optimize their business on a seven by 24 basis. So okay. again, Arrow and the partners become key in that because it becomes an enterprise-wide discussion very, very quickly, just on a simple concept of Office 365. Okay, not a great example. Um, so, I, and we've talked about some of the gaps that have been filled in this buyer's journey by, you know, compensation and things like that. Um, you know, what, what gaps still exist in your view of, you know, as you're going through the buyer's journey, the partner engagement into that journey, what are the gaps that still exist and how do we, as a, as a group, go fill those gaps to be more successful in driving this? Yeah, so I think there are a few um, gaps. One is just from a awareness perspective that exists with the buyers because if, if you look at the buyer's journey in the past when they're buying on-premise products, they would buy it and then they'll, they'll look to utilize in the best uh, possible way going forward. But in, in, in the hybrid cloud environment, uh, what happens is you have made a commitment to buy a public cloud offering, be it from Commvault to Microsoft or Combine. But what you don't know is how, how effectively you are using that in, in, a, in, a, in a cloud environment. Are you using the, uh, all the key features that say Commvault will provide from a scalability perspective and the data migration perspective? And are you using the, uh, the Microsoft uh, technology to the way that enhances your business in a, in a, in a fundamental way? Because if, if you're not looking at, okay, uh, is it just a cost discussion that I moved my uh, stuff into the cloud? But if, uh, I, if you're not looking at how am I fundamentally transforming my business by moving to the cloud, then you are kind of missing out the opportunity. If, because uh, if you're a buyer, uh, a lot of the time you're just doing a cost ROI comparison purely from a technology vendor perspective and your cost perspective. But I think now the buyer has to think about it differently. It's like, how am I enabling my CEO and my CFO to fundamentally transform my business? And I think that's where there's, we see a lot of gaps in terms of how do I connect my uh, role as a buyer to the, my company's success. So that's one uh, gap that we have seen in terms of how a um, CTO or a CIO would 
kind of look at their job differently if they tend to be the buyer. And then the other thing that we have seen is there was a huge skills gap that exists within uh, an organization if they're going to a hybrid cloud. Because a lot of their, and if I just stay with the IT department for a minute, a, a lot of their IT department folks grew up in a um, on-premise world and you know just optimizing their data center. And now when you uh, talk to them about a hybrid cloud environment and uh, services that they can get from Microsoft or Commvault, they either feel threatened or they are a little resistant to change. And what they, what they miss that is the fact that 60 or 70% of their time today is really going in the upkeep and maintenance of their existing infrastructure. Whereas they could actually take a lot of their resources and time if they're in a hybrid cloud environment and actually take the savings from just doing the basic maintenance to actually transforming the business. And I think making that mind shift uh, both in terms of the thinking of a CIO or a CTO or a CEO, as well as uh, the uh, change, changes we can bring into uh, the day-to-day -day operations of different organizations and the skill sets of the people. Uh, those are some of the gaps that we're still uh, seeing. Yeah. And this is, uh, it sets up an example of why you know, we need our partners. Dave Fisher's here as our partners for the Americas. And one of the things we've learned with Microsoft, and Dave is helping evangelize with all of our partners, is take a look at the, the joint selling activity we have with, with Commvault and Microsoft and our partners. We need the partners because Microsoft is really good at the infrastructure folks. Uh, they're really good at procurement. You have every, you know, you, know, you want to know when you know, an EA is going to expire, just talk to them. And they have every C-level on speed dial on every rep that they have. You know, you want to get a hold of a C-11 in a company, Microsoft's field team is second to none at that. On the other hand, <laughs> we're pretty good at the storage guys. And we're pretty good with the e-discovery, HR, legal hold people. And now we're both talking about, you know, to the AI guys. But what we found, and this is where Dave Fisher and I, we really need help from Arrow and our partners, is we're selling the same benefits to an organization, but at different entry points. You guys got infrastructure, you got the database folks, you got the email folks, we got the storage guys. When we found when we combine our efforts and the messaging is identical to the different entry points of a customer, the customer is like, hey, I can use a single solution. I can use Arrow and our partner to actually roll this out, and I can modernize my data infrastructure just by using you know, a single solution with Commvault, Microsoft's infrastructure, and we can help them migrate to the cloud much more efficiently. And that's where we really need help from our partners because the partners are the guys who have the most knowledgeable entry points. You know, who is the exchange guy? Who is the cloud guy? And you guys can help bring that messaging in a, in a very succinct way, you know, with us together. Okay. So, you know, you, you lead into the kind of the partner piece of this, the partner journey and the, some of the challenges that we've seen with partners and ourselves, to be honest with you, around, you know, moving to a, to a hybrid cloud environment. And, you know, if you look at the financial and the technical and the sales and the marketing side of this, um, you know, those are things that I, I think are, you know, our partners and ourselves are starting to get our head around. But, I mean, you just mentioned a, you know, a gap that I think we need to, you know, figure out how to fill. Is how, do we, how do we get our partner's skill level from a sales perspective to that consultative conversation with the right person in there and customer, and how can we sitting up on the stage, 
help educate them and give them the tools that they need to do that. From a narrow perspective, we've done some of that with some of our solutions and some things we're doing with our, with our playbooks. But I mean, I, I'm sure you guys have seen, you know, partner success and partners that you've worked with. How have you gotten them to that level so that they can have that conversation with the end customer? Well, I can, I can talk in some general terms around this and um, I'll, I'll just t pick partner X. And uh, uh, the journey of the partner X was they were a partner of Commvault and Microsoft, as an example. And they used to, uh, as Randy alluded to, go to different sets of people to sell their storage solution and the Microsoft solution. And now in the hybrid cloud world, what they're saying is, well, the, the customer is really not looking for point products from from me. What they're looking for is, can I provide an end-to-end -end backup and disaster recovery solution that is enabled in the hybrid cloud environment? And how do, I, how do I go about doing it? So what they have done is they have said, okay, we are going to provide five or six package solutions. So it's a managed services conversation. And, and this is where a lot of the partners like Arrow um, are going as well is, uh, we are not just going to be the uh, 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 seen as a vendor for our end customers where we, we're just selling the Commvault product or the Microsoft product. We are going to be providing you an end-to-end uh, -end solution on backup and disaster recovery enabled by Commvault and Microsoft technology. And we are going to provide some value-added services on top and essentially manage the service for you as an end customer. And And that's a very difficult transition to make because uh, if you're used to, uh, you know, selling a product and your field is used to getting the check up front, now you're suddenly moving into monthly billing cycles and, you know, you, you kind of take a dip from a, a CapEx to an OpEx related world. So just for a partner to make that transition in the short term is, uh, is painful. And, I think the, it was Gartner or somebody who coined the ter term value of death, where, okay, you, you're making a lot of money and then suddenly you're making the transition to selling cloud products and you, you, you're suddenly not selling a three-year uh, contract and monetizing it up front, you're monetizing it over three years. So just making that transition from a partner perspective and then thinking about where can you truly add value uh, when you're selling the uh, cloud-enabled services uh, to the customers becomes really important. And then the other thing that we are also seeing is, in addition to just providing horizontal solutions around backup disaster recovery, what some of the partners have successfully done as well is they have said, okay, if you're a healthcare customer, I'm going to provide some solutions that are fundamentally going to change the healthcare industry and the way you uh, look after your patients. So uh, in addition to just providing these horizontal managed services, a lot of the partners are also becoming proficient in providing industry-specific solutions. And that's another stage of uh, the transformation that different partners are, are at different stages. And some have done a much better job than others, but I see a lot of them actually gravitating towards that. And what we do at Microsoft is we have practice development guides that we have created for artificial intelligence or uh, 
cloud transformation, where we actually give partners the ability to model out their business over one to five year time frame. So then they can see uh, if I go on this journey and if I create some horizontal solutions that work across industries or if I'm going into a specific industry, what is the impact to my business in the short term and what does it look like over a three year period? And that's a, that's a conversation that varies by partner, but that's something that uh, certainly we, we like to enable our partners to, to make, make those kind of choices and have the right data to kind of support them in their journey. And I think from Commvault's perspective, it's our responsibility to have various entry points that we can work with our partners, all right? Some partners want to offer Commvault as an MSP and offer the services and, and be the you know, A to Z data management vendor of choice for their customers. Some just wanted to, you know, we have a SaaS offering, and because of Microsoft's infrastructure, we offer our SaaS play exclusively out of Azure today. Now, some partners may just want to offer the SaaS play and kind of like white label our solution together with Arrow, so we offer that. So I think we have to collectively be cognizant of what the partner wants to do in order to provide these solutions. Do they want to, you know, take, how much ownership do they want to take in the process? And I think we have to be flexible enough to do that. And, you know, they're providing the infrastructure that enables us to do that pretty easily. And what that's doing at the end of the day, and I think why, you know, Arrow's aware of this, Microsoft has set it up. What we're also doing together is we're eliminating vendor lock, right? One of the fears of customers moving workloads and taking advantage of the cloud is, all right, what do I do when I get there? Do I have an alternative to move it? Um, Microsoft structure has been created an open, you know, an open environment for partners like Commvault to take advantage of that so we can move data around efficiently on-prem to the cloud. You know, they're few and far between when you have 100% cloud or 100% Azure or 100% Amazon customers. They're just not there yet. So you still need the flexibility and you know, one of the big key messages for our partners is, hey, we're eliminating vendor lock. We're helping the customer take advantage of what they want to, when they want to, still taking advantage of their on-prem environments. Okay. Thank you for listening to Arrowdown. We really hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please subscribe and please check out our other fantastic podcasts in the Bandwidth Network. See you again next week.